Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Liberty Thompson. How's it going today, Charles Liberty Thompson? Living the dream, like usual. Yeah? You still sound kind of congested today. You still feeling kind of sick? A little under the sky. That's that's true. Yeah. That's very true. I confirmed. Well, this is... The clouds are dark. I guess we won't, we won't be able to throw the Elon video into the white the white pill of the week, the whitest pill of the week or whatever we're going to do. White pill Wednesday, as we've been calling it for like a year now. I don't know how long we've been doing this. Uh, but normally it's a very difficult episode to put together. Today we actually had quite a few things that I thought would fit the category. And so we're going to try to count them down like we do Dumb Leap of the Week, except for it's not really a countdown. Usually it's kind of a count up to the to the dumbest thing. And then we'll have the people hanging out with us live, the Fed Haters Club, vote on what they think the whitest bill of the week was. So go to joingmail.com if you want to come hang out with us live every single day of the week when we want to. When we want to is pretty key. That's a very important part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, number number one, I guess. We don't normally do a number for things on the uh, on White Pill Wednesday. Almost called it White Pill of the Week. <laughs> Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's not. Democrats... The squad, plus a few, are calling for Merrick Garland to drop charges against Julian Assange. Whoa. That's weird. That's something. But you know what? And You know, in the interest of being fair and balanced, when the broken clock is right a couple times a year, you got to let them know. You credit, know? credit where credit, credit is credit. Is credit. A group of Democrats sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland on Tuesday urging him to drop the charges against WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange over his publishing of classified materials. Assange faces 17 counts. Hang on a second. You know what what they're still doing there? What's that? Publishing of classified. As if he didn't set up a website where people just uploaded stuff. I mean, he didn't go out and illegally acquire the materials, I don't think, did he? I don't know how the WikiLeaks thing actually happened. I do think some of it, because he is charged with conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. Um, but it wasn't It wasn't like he was an editor of WikiLeaks. And it wasn't your standard publishing <clears throat> process. Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly you know, how that whole thing went down. Well, like, people, people can post, like, someone can post classified materials on Facebook, and Facebook wouldn't be held liable for it. We've just, we've been looking at classified materials that were published by several different news outlets. Those news outlets didn't uh, go out and illegally acquire those classified documents. They Mm -hmm. ended up on a Discord server or something like that. And so the New York Times and the Washington Post and all of these places have been reporting on information that was in Pentagon leaks about Ukraine. And they just reported on the information that they found. Right. Chelsea, Chelsea Manning did a big leak. Um, on WikiLeaks, yeah, but I, I just want to pay attention. I just want people to pay attention to how they frame these things. Oh, there's a funny, so, really funny framing thing at the end of this article. Yeah. By the way, um, the Democrats pressing Garland on the issue are led by Rashida Tlaib, Jamal Bowman, Cory Bush, Greg Kassar, AOC, Ilhan Omar, and Ayanna Presley. People that we would normally not agree with almost any single thing that they do. But in this case... Definitely uh, don't agree with them economically. No, not at all. Uh, they wrote to the Sanja charges 
quote, pose a grave and unprecedented threat to journalism practices and the First Amendment, quote, press freedom, civil liberty and human rights groups have been empathetic, wait, emphatic that the, here I go with not being able to read again. I'm going to have to blow this thing up. (laughs) Emphatic that the charges against Mr. Assange pose a grave and unprecedented threat to everyday constitutionally protected journalistic activity and that a conviction would represent a landmark setback for the First Amendment. Uh, he was arrested in London in 2019 on a U.S. warrant and has since fought in British court to avoid being extradited to the U.S. to face charges. He appealed against the extradition request in 2022. Groups including Amnesty International and the International Federation of Journalists have also called on the Biden administration to drop the charges. Saying some of the same things, the last quote here, quote, we urge you to immediately drop these Trump era charges against Mr. Assange (laughs) and halt this dangerous prosecution. Yep. Now, you know why they're saying that and why they're using that? In this case, I think it's smart for them to say something like that because you can try and draw a political line here and say, President Biden, this was Trump who was going after journalists. And you don't want to carry that on, do you? You're not aligning yourself with the Trump administration on this thing. Mm-hmm. So pretty smart on their part. Yeah. But but well, hey, that's that's good news. I absolutely think he should be released. Tr- uh, Trump could have you know dropped the Obama era charges against Snowden. <laughs> I I uh, agree with that. He he should have. I really for some reason had convinced myself that there was an actual possibility that he would pardon uh, Assange and Snowden before he got out of office. For some reason, I actually thought that could happen. That would have been cool. And I think it was because of his supposedly being against the deep state, which I which I think he is. I think they're very much against him. And I thought it would really be an FU to the deep state uh, for, you know, pardoning these people. But I guess not. We probably have to elect him in 2024. Then he'll do it. <laughs> then he'll do it. That's what yeah, it is. One of the ones he was I got saving you. for the next. He didn't day. want to ruin his re-election chances. Exactly. That was the issue. Okay, that's a uh, white pill number one. Number two, Charlie. Did you see that Twitter put originally put U.S. state affiliated media on NPR? I did see that, and I did see that NPR decided not to tweet anymore. After not tweeting, that. except I mean, for they're tweeting out their links to all of their other social media sites. Very upset. Very mad that at Twitter. Let everyone know. That they are funded by the government. They are. They are literally now. It's a small portion, allegedly. I've seen the range anywhere from two to ten percent of their funding comes directly from the government. Uh, they have several other donors, things like that. But the case is that this actually goes through Congress, and we allocate funding to go towards this national public radio. It's literally aff- affiliated. It's, it it actually is, and. And what's even more hilarious is that if you were to talk about not funding national public radio like people were a few years ago, everyone flips out because there's no way NPR is going to be able to keep going if you cut off their government funding. I would just pose to them, um, if you want to remove the tag, then don't take any more government funding. Problem solved. You want to be an independent journalist, then you should. Um, the, they changed it later on to government funded media instead of state affiliated. So government funded media, I thought it was just government funded at first, which would be slippery to put that tag because that would apply to a lot of things, including many people were saying that SpaceX should say government funded space exploration company, you know, well, they actually sell things to the government. I know. Yeah. 
Uh, but, I like how they changed some things on their banner there. <laughs> Always free and independent. Mm-hmm. Was that? Um, oh, yeah. didn't say that at the top. No, on the other and then, one. And then nice. they changed their bio, by the way, too. The bio is NPR is an independent news organization committed to informing the public about the world around us. You can find us every other place you <laughs> read the other news. Place. <laughs> Not the, this place. The white pill of the matter, which I always love seeing Elon troll people, but the white pill of the matter is that NPR is uh, suspending their Twitter use after the government-funded label <laughs> is put on there. And uh, it what's... What's hilariously ironic to me is that they say that that undermines their credibility. <laughs> and they're an actual government, uh, they, they do receive government funding, and NPR is saying that if they're government funded, then that undermines their own credibility. Mm -hmm. To me, it says something about the government that they wouldn't actually be willing to say if, if you were to ask them. Yeah. But anyway, uh, one less... Uh, Stupid person posting stuff on Twitter, I guess. I guess it's, that's a good thing. And it's so weird because it's like, you know, we are independent and not in collusion with these guys. Don't tell them that we're funded by them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so that is white pill number two. Let's roll on through these things. This uh, situation occurred at a Target. Target. Look at uh, the target. It was a little bit back. Uh, I think it was actually a few months ago, but it just started trending on Twitter. I don't know if it was uh, because the footage was released and stuff. I think I read that it happened uh, a little bit further back. Maybe not. Could be wrong on that. Uh, a woman came in and was uh, with about $1,000 worth of groceries and got to the cashier and demanded reparations. She wanted to speak to the manager first. Wanted to speak to the manager. Her Karen. name was not. <laughs> I'm just going to say her name was not Karen. Uh, but let's watch this. Where's little, your manager? This one minute clip of uh, of what happened, and then there is a little bit of an article associated. This clip, there's it's got someone kind of narrating what happened. Sounds like, uh, I mean, not the highest quality thing you've ever heard, but it's interesting. I love the music. A security the staff member intervened and told the suspect to calm down before the suspect began oh, backing him into the one, calm down. while screaming. Epic movie soundtrack. Inside the office, the security staff member in a target the in self defense and then called the police. Now, I have to See, critique his, staff his, staff his punch there. Not great form on the punch. I just want to say, he's not planting his leg properly, not squared up in the right way. Listen, I can speak on this because I took approximately three boxing lessons. You're a punch okay? expert. I know everything there is to know about punching. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what happened to your back. Yeah. Same thing as Tyson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It was the exact same thing. All right, let's keep okay. going. Punched the suspect in self-defense and then called the police. Quit talking. Hey, no. Excuse you? Stop talking. When I'm telling you, you stop talking, okay? Do you know who I am? Uh, just hit her and that's it. Hit her right, right in the face like my dog. <laughs> Are we going to get a remix on the punch? Oh, I should have waited longer. <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. People that look like you are done trying to gatekeep people that look like me. No, man. Okay, we're done. I need you to turn around, put your hands behind her back. You're on her oh. back. Thank you. 
Okay. Under Why arrest. Is, this is a dumb. This is a dumb bleep that we're gonna cover in a white pill. Mm -hmm. um, the parts of this article are pretty funny. Do you want to read today with your sickness or? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you guys know the beginning here, but uh, the cashier alleged to authorities that Ivory brought up reparations several times during their brief encounter before the manager arrived. Ivory kept berating her about reparations and her privileged life. <laughs> That's when Zach Cotter, a loss prevention officer, intervened and asked Ivory to calm down. We, we do, you know, they've been talking about... That appears to be what used to be a woman <laughs> of the female spectrum, mm -hmm. I think. She's on the spectrum of female. It looks like someone that you would never say calm down to. No, and in fact, I think they're right. We do need better officer training because clearly they have not been trained on how to deal with women. No. When he tried to shut the door, uh, Ivory allegedly forced her way in and caught her through a punch, according to the report. There's the white pill, by the way. <laughs> After reviewing footage of the incident, authorities wrote that they determined Ivory was the aggressor and she was placed under arrest. In a body cam video, Ivory told an officer she wanted the cashier to contact the manager Quote, so we could have a larger conversation about how money works and how the provision works and how it's been working in our community in a very wrong way. This is my Rosa Parks moment, she added. <laughs> she was sentenced to a day in jail and charged $110 for disorderly conduct. Now, latest reports indicate Vice President Kamala Harris is flying to this target <laughs> soon to let everyone know about this victim we have here. Yep. Um, and that essentially these cops and this white loss, uh, loss prevention officer did not, are destroying democracy by not giving Rosa Parks Jr. her moment. I, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I'm, I hope it does, actually. Uh, the next thing we have, the next thing we have uh, Number here. three or four. Um, that was probably number three, I believe. Three, yeah. Okay. Right. Number four. The next thing we got a feel good story. Okay. We got to throw in a nice little feel good story in here. Like this story. Now this one's a little bit complicated with our libertarian principles, but we are using the mechanisms that, that do exist. Okay. A church forgives $3 million in medical debt for Davidson County residents. All right, so that's good. They held a little debt jubilee ceremony right here where they are burning pieces of paper that I assume say debt on them. So there's the, the burning of the debt. More than 3,000 Davidson County residents no longer have to worry about being hassled by debt collectors after a local church recently purchased and forgave almost $3 million of their medical bills. This is the second year the members of the Trinity Moravian Church and Winston-Salem have taken on the Debt Jubilee Project, which focuses on paying off the past due medical bills of residents in the triad. Last year, the group purchased $1.65 million worth of debt. Now, I got to tell you, um, the church didn't spend $1.65 million last year, and they didn't spend $3 million this year. Extremely small percentage. Um, they spent $15,000 on this $3 million in debt. And they went through a debt 
So it's like a half a percent. Yeah, it's a, now still a good thing. It's a great thing. They went through an organization that, that takes care of, you know, buying this debt basically for really low price, pennies on the dollar, clearly. And I said it was complicated because... Like half a penny on the dollar. It's, it's true. It's a very small portion. Uh, but they, they facilitated going through that process to get it forgiven. You Collect know. The donations from the community. Got the 15K to pay off the the 3.3 million. Um, I said it was complicated because... It's complicated. Because uh, I think that when people perform a service that uh, we should be accustomed to paying for those services rendered and not allowing them to go all the way into collection and, and paying off 0.1% of the, of whatever the original price of that service was. And so I, I wouldn't be a fan of just letting everything go so far into collections that they become this cheap on a percentage of what the original thing was. We do, however, have this system in place. Uh, these companies sold it to collection agencies who sold it to collection agencies all the way down the line to the little baby collection agency, which received 15K for <laughs> the original 3.3 million. And that is the structure that is in place right now. So it's a good thing that the church took the donations, facilitated this entire uh, forgiveness negotiation, and took care of it for that many people. I love volunteerism. It, 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 it's good. People it's a good thing. People. It's a powerful thing. Hey, look at we're rolling through these things. You were all worried about it. Why is this a white pill? Yep. This is about a mom getting indicted by a grand jury. Mother of a six-year-old who shot teacher is indicted. Let me tell you why. Well, unless you want to go through there, I, I just want to preface. I do have a way to make this into a white pill because I think it's a good thing. I, I knew you did. Do you remember that there was a six-year-old who shot a teacher? In Virginia. I don't remember that. That's a complicated situation because really, like, what punishment is the state going to give to a six-year-old? Time out, I guess. That's, yeah. You take their yeah. toys away for yeah. a bit. I don't know what you can do. Do you try to teach emotional, like, hey, it's okay to be angry, but you can't shoot people? <laughs> I don't know. Next like, time I you talk, shoot someone. I, I talked to Parker. I'm like, it's okay to be angry. You can feel your feelings. That's okay. But you do not What's shoot your teachers. Not okay is to hit your friends. Yeah. You know? And now we talk about sports. That it's okay. It's only okay to hit things when there's a ball involved. So <laughs> um, go ahead with the art article if you want to, or I'll do it. Either one. All right. Grand jury in Virginia has indicted the mother of a six year old boy who shot his teacher on charges of child neglect and failing to secure her handgun in the family's home. The boy shot first grade teacher, Abby Zwerner, on Jan 6. Mm. Makes it worse. Inside this her is classroom. like a protest thing, I guess. This is really terrible. <laughs> Virginia's, law, uh, Virginia's law on felony child neglect says any parent, guardian, or other person responsible for the care of a child, quote, whose willful act or omission in the care of such child was a gross, wanton, and culpable as to show a reckless disregard for human life. She's guilty of a class six felony. The charge is punishable by up to five years in prison. The misdemeanor charge says it's against Virginia law to, quote, recklessly leave a loaded, unsecured firearm in such a manner as to endanger the life or limb of any child under the age of 14. I guess if you're older than 14, it's, you know, no problem. Mm. That charge is punishable by a maximum of one year in jail. Okay. So 
this is not a big solution for gun violence, but I do believe that there need to be repercussions for parents who leave guns around in the house where their children, in the same way that if you left a butcher knife laying on the table or you, uh, or you let them drive your car around, something like that, um, I do believe there need to be repercussions because that is your responsibility as a parent, especially when the child is that young and clearly can't make any decisions on anything other than whether or not they are a boy or a girl. That's clearly the only thing that they can make decisions on. Uh, so the reason that I think this is a white pill is that the other situation that we're in right now, why didn't they indict the teacher or the faculty of the school? It is because... It is the parent's responsibility what happens to the kid. It is that parent's child, not the teacher's child, not the school's child. And in a way, when it comes down to it, that is still what the state is deciding. Now, this is, you know, this is Virginia. It's not like we're dealing with California or something here. Uh, it's the but, parent's responsibility. Yeah, that is their child, not the te not their teachers, not the school administrators, not any of the other people at the school. It is the parent's child, and they're the one who is responsible, and that's why the parent is getting indicted and not the teacher at the school. Amen. And, and a woman. There you go. <laughs> Amen. And a uh, woman. Craft me up here and Parker say that this weekend. <laughs> so so funny. All right, so what's, what's uh, next here on Number the old six. list? Number six. Oh, just a little short video here of a based sheriff. Uh, where'd my, where'd my mouse He's on the go? FBI's list now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Since he's based. So this situation, I don't exactly know the situation here. After three teens murdered three other teens with a stolen gun, this is what Marion County Sheriff Billy Woods had to say to a reporter about gun control being a failure. So let's listen to what Sheriff Billy had to say. Uh, the gun. Do we know how... The, the uh, suspect got a hold of the weapon? Car burglaries. Car burglaries. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Mm. Ain't that right? All the gun laws we got in place didn't prevent it, did it? Neither will any new ones. Because here's the fact. The bad guy's going to get a gun no matter what law you have put in place. These juveniles shouldn't even possess a handgun. But they did. Kudos to this sheriff. I think we've seen this sheriff before. I, his, his mustache looks familiar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, all right. So that's number six. Already the number six based sheriff. Based. That's, that's why I said he's on the FBI list. Extremist though. terminology. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, we're always growing and changing, so getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process. One thing I learned is self-awareness. I learned how to understand situations from different points of view. Over time, we learn what our personal boundaries are and what we need to find meaning and happiness in our lives. Well, BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've used therapy. It can be very beneficial. My life has gotten immensely better since trying it. 
And Charlie does it too. In fact, he's been a BetterHelp customer for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash GML. The next thing here... uh, no sound on this here video, but I did think this was really cool. Um, this video that's up here on the screen, it's actually a, a, a GIF, which is what's making it kind of difficult. I can't actually open it. It shows the change in concealed carry laws uh, throughout the United States. The different colors, green would be unrestricted. Blue would be shall issue. So you're still going to get the permission. Yellow may issue, so it's harder. Red is no issue. So now we're up to 2000, 2001. So you're looking for green. You don't like red. You don't like yellow or blue. But blue and green are what you want. Now we're up to 2009. Let's get some green on this thing right now. Come on, green. Unrestricted. And these are people that are actually doing work to help liberty. Yeah. Look at this as we get up here. Boom. I like that. that. I like that now right More there. than half the country. That's how it started. 26 states. No issue. In 1986, may issue. Some shall issue. Only one up there. What is that? New Hampshire or Vermont? Which one? I don't, who's Vermont. on the left and right? That's Vermont. Is it? I don't know who's, who's on what side over there. Or maybe that is New Hampshire. Who's on the left side? Other than the, the strong side. We know left side, strong side. But hmm. uh, Someone get me a map. Listen, we're not maptologists over here, okay? I just made the assumption that that was the free state of New Hampshire, but I don't know when they started making that the free state. It's Vermont. It's Vermont. Thank you, Bernie. New Hampshire's on the other side. You know he's not a state legislator. (laughs) How about that? Okay, that's it. That was the whole white pill right there. That's that's a good thing. That's change from 1986 up to 2023. Most of this map ends up being either blue or green, and that's the color... That those are the ones that we want it to be. Mm. Okay. Unless you're dealing with a presidential election. <laughs> so, all right. What's the, uh, the next thing here? That was there. Okay. Oh, a little Great. store here. We got to throw in a uh, climate change, clean energy thing. Already up here to, to number eight. I knew this would still go pretty quick. Net power is turning the CO2 problem into a solution. For natural gas plants. Now, why are we talking about this? As we always explain on White Pill Wednesday, because I believe the green technology, green energy, climate change hysteria is the biggest boondoggle that we will be dealing with in uh, for the most of our lifetimes. We dealt with COVID. I think that that entire thing is going to be switching into green energy and climate hysteria, climate lockdown, stuff like that. And so as we fixate on things like solar energy and wind energy, which take tons of materials or land to put those things out there, which is going to greatly increase land prices and uh, hurt us when it comes to food prices and housing prices and things like that. Plus the sun is not always up Mm -mm. and the wind is not always blowing. We can't predict the flares, you know. But what if you wanted to, to be pretty clean and also cost effective and have 24 hour power generation. Is there such a thing? 
Mm. Well, there's nuclear. Natural gas is way cleaner than like coal. And now there's this new thing because natural gas just isn't clean enough for everyone. Uh, they're actually going to be recycling the CO2 emissions to help run the natural gas plant itself. So net power may hold the key to taking one of the natural gas industry's biggest challenges, eliminating carbon emissions, and instead making them part of the solution. Incoming CEO Danny Rice recently sat down to share how the emerging technology already proven at a power plant southeast of Houston is set to revolutionary revolutionize the future of natural gas. The irony is that many view carbon dioxide, CO2 emissions, as a massive, massive problem, Rice said. He says, yes, CO2 is going into the atmosphere. Uh, CO2 going into the atmosphere is a massive problem, but if you can actually harness CO2, it's actually a very effective gas to use as the working fluid in the turbine. Mm. How about that? He says it's a simple, elegant solution. The thing that's different is we're capturing CO2 in pure form. Pure. Pure, pure CO2. Mm. Like with emissions from any other type of power plant, the CO2 is a small percentage of that gas. The exhaust is the other 95% of it. He talks about nitrogen being the big issue. Well, they switch the one of the things up to pure oxygen. They don't get the nitrogen byproduct, and they're able to recycle the CO2 and use it in the actual functioning of the natural gas plant. That's a cool thing. Now, we have carbon capture technology. That's where you put the face mask over the top of the smokestacks, you know. That's the way that you actually capture that carbon. Mm -hmm. That costs about 220 bucks a ton. Uh, doing this costs them about 20 bucks a ton after they invest in this new type of facility uh, to do that. That's, that sounds like a white pill. That's cheaper. Uh, natural 90 gas is... 90% cheaper. It's, it's way cheaper. <laughs> natural gas is already really cheap. Um especially the fact that we can get plenty of it from here in the U.S. if we were to attempt to do such a thing. I know it's kind of crazy. Here's a very important diagram of how this works that I know everyone's super uh, finding super important right now. Uh, you go ahead and take a screenshot in case you want to make your own at home. That's beautiful. Yeah, it looks like it works. Yeah. Because the thing is spinning right there, and then there's mm. it points up to a city right there. It's a good flow chart there. Yeah. yeah. Is that Nashville? This looks like the Batman building right there. I, I guess so. I don't know what's going on. Huh. huh. How about that? But you the see New York the turbine spins mm. and yeah. And yeah. You have the combustor flux capacitor there with the heat exchanger. I see that. And it flows up into. So they can get it up to 88 miles per hour without the bad CO2 byproduct going into the atmosphere. Have you seen yeah. the guy? I think I talked about this before, but the guy on TikTok making fun of the, or so, yeah, the guy on TikTok making fun of the congressional TikTok hearings. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked about that. So I was just thinking about that from this company. <laughs> yeah, like that's imagine, basically it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're putting electricity inside my room? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> it's still crazy to me that all of our it, nuclear, wind. Basically everything. I don't well, know how. Obviously, so, came government like, fiat, right? That's the only way that they did it. Yeah, yeah. they did mention that uh, they do get paid for the carbon that they're capturing, and that they make money off of it because it only costs them twenty bucks uh, to do this. And the Biden administration is paying them eighty-five dollars per ton. So AOC is. Yeah, she's. Yeah, they're all correct. Them checks. It's the only way that uh, this would ever work. We still have to spin a turbine to get electricity, huh? Yeah, they haven't like fully looks, gotten away from that thing. Looks like it. I guess for with the, you know, solar would be the only 
By the way, I don't actually know how that works. Well, if the CIA um, wouldn't have killed Tesla, you know, we might have something different. That's true. That's true. Okay. I uh, just wanted to point out, of course, the New York Times says that there are criticisms to this idea, uh, particularly of its reliance on natural, uh, on fossil fuels that we just shouldn't be used. It's so funny because even if you can get fossil fuels down to no emissions, they're still like, oh, no, we shouldn't be using fossil fuels. Mm -mm. When the, originally the argument about fossil fuels was, well, well, there's emissions and stuff. It's bad. Well, those dead animals, Nate, they have feelings. They do. And the fact that we're burning them, you know. Taking them it's out true. of their graves, mm -hmm. and we're burning them. That's not fair. The Sierra Club is against this. They don't like it, which, by the way, the Sierra Club has been one of the main reasons that our energy costs what it does, that we have such a hard time doing everything that we want to do, that we don't have nuclear everywhere. Uh, you can thank the Sierra Club for that because they've been working against alternative clean energies that aren't solar and wind uh, for, for forever. Totally worthless. Don't like them. Big mistake. Huge. Yeah, bad news. All right, bad number news club. Listen, I think on Monday, I'm going to, if I can, if I can wake up, I want to come in on Monday next week because Starship is supposed to be launching. Mm. And I want to I wanna go live and watch Starship. Now, there's a low chance of that because it's supposed to launch at 7 a.m. And um, I don't know if I'm going to want to. It depends on how Sunday night goes. We'll see. Uh, but Starship, finally, if they get regulatory approval, is supposed to be launching. And this is a personal white pill for me. I don't know if everyone else gets as excited about this stuff as I do. But, I mean, heck, I got a little Starship lit up back there on the shelf. Yeah. You know? So, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so they're attempting to launch this for the first time, full stack, on Monday... They just need one of them launch licenses. They just need the FAA to tell them that they can do it. Uh, I I get really excited about this stuff, and this picture kind of shows me, uh, I think, what it is I get excited about. I love this picture as they're stacking them for the first time, and you got the crew of guys. It's almost like the pictures of people building skyscrapers, you know? Especially when it's in black and white like that. Yeah, it's made to look <laughs> like your classic pictures of pe people yeah. building skyscrapers, yeah. but these are people assembling a... You could probably buy that picture in the in the SpaceX gift shop. I actually want to find a high res version of it and get it get it printed sometime. Yeah. Um, I need to get the uh, get the wife on that one mm. uh, for me as a gift. I'm not saying it's her job. Yeah. To take care of those. But you I'm guys didn't do gifts as a gift. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an exception <laughs> for myself you know, for myself because I want this one. No, it's a, look at I these look at these people up here, and they're stacking together these magnificent machines that are going to go up in the space and maybe to the moon and to Mars. And here they are like putting these in. No one's ever done this specific thing before. It's ridiculous. It's supposed to come down and get caught by these stupid chopsticks. You know, that's cool. It's that's, crazy to me. It's so cool man. that we can come up with this kind of stuff. Now, I personally think that there's uh, like a 10% chance that the thing's actually going to work. You know, I mean, what are the odds that it's actually going to work the first time they do it? Yeah. How many, you know how many rockets they had to go through? What was it, three launches they had uh, with the original? I don't know as much as you do. So oh, okay. I would say yes. But this one specifically, by the way, is going to be purposefully crashing into the ocean when it comes back down because they want to test basically without testing it on land with people around and cities if it's like way off and all that. 
they're going to just drop both pieces back down into the ocean to see if, if they can control it to that point, make sure nothing broke and it's falling apart and all that stuff. And they're just going to bloop, just right down into the ocean after that. And then if that works, they'll try it on land uh, later on. So well, it looks I don't like know. it's landing on land right now. I don't, I don't get it. Well, that one is, but they haven't done the full stack yet. And the, uh, the actual big booster has not even been tested. Like they don't, they oh. haven't sent it up yet. And now they're going to put both pieces together and it's just going to work. Don't I don't they know. separate though? They separate later on. Yeah. So they'll have to land separately. Mm hmm. Ah. It's supposed to be caught. Uh, the, it's supposed to be caught by those little chopstick things when it comes back down. Um, let me see. And I'm just like, how's that crappy? So that one, yeah, look at that. Oh. I mean, what are the odds that's going to happen? That's pretty cool. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Catch and release program. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that'll just be nuts. If that's the, why if, they need the license. If we, catch and release, you know? They, they need it. Okay. Yeah. That's my personal number nine. Nate's... Um, Nate's. I just get excited about that stuff. You just okay? got to get your musk off, you know? Yeah. I get it. <laughs> the next one is another... This act. is a dumb bleed, but that's just so funny. It's a this dumb bleed, but it's so good. One of the best videos I've ever seen. Now, listen, us as two white guys, we got we to gotta tell you, because I've seen all the comments, This is there's a term for this. Now, we don't know anything about it. <coughs> it's called code switching. And... <laughs> Code switching, from my point of view, is when you put on a fake persona dependent on the person that you're talking to and are never actually yourself. <laughs> That's not how they define it. Okay. I've heard of code switching, but like, you know, with like safety things or whatever, you know, like I saw this guy who code switches in between like a deep voice and like a high gay voice, depending on <laughs> if like... Yeah, if, just to make a woman feel safer or something like that. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Well, this was apparently to make us feel safer. <laughs> this is one of the Tennessee Three. I saw this video going around uh, yesterday. One of the Tennessee Three, Justin Pearson. Um, how he was in some uh, original campaign videos back here versus last week after this whole thing went down. Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I wanted to do this by partnering with organizations from the Bowdoin Democrats to the Bowdoin Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. Seem like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last, but oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Justin J. Pearson. And I'm running if for you're just listening, this is the same guy. By the way, if you're just listening, you're not watching the video, this is the same guy. I think I have a better MLK impression than yeah. he does, to tell you the truth. I don't know how long this Saturday in Tennessee... It's going to last. It's a white pill because in today's day and age, you really can't get away with anything, you know? Yeah. There's always a video of something. Uh, and the fact that this is going viral, got millions of views, and we all get to laugh and make fun of it. I just think that you should be the same person all the time. Yeah. You know? 
Except for me, who has openly admitted that... You code switched I, for I the do. podcast. <laughs> I literally do it for the podcast. Because no one would want to hear my actual voice. Yeah. So, <coughs> I guess if you're doing it to make money, then that's fine. In which case, that's pretty much what he's doing. So, I guess I agree. There you go. There you go. That's if you're intentionally just being... Which one is real, you think? Mm. Like, don't isn't there like a real version... Of Justin Probably, out there? I would say neither one of those. Both of them are coached. You I think? Would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, in the first video, he looks like an establishment politician saying all the right words. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then in the next one, he looks like an activist, you know? He channeled his inner Martin Luther King Jr. And nothing right. wrong with Martin Luther King Jr., obviously. Um, it just kind of seems like he's... He's just given a different message than Martin Luther King Jr. Kind of seems like he's seizing the moment of this this new civil oh, rights absolutely. struggle that we have. Um, which to me, I find it offensive, but I guess it's none of my business to find it offensive. You know, back in the old civil rights days where you were just trying to get actual equal treatment under the law, you know, and stop uh, stop actually being literally discriminated against... Uh, because of the color of your skin, that seemed like uh, a more worthwhile thing than not being able to interrupt other people's speech and break the rules on the House floor. And, and argue it, to take people's rights away. Yes. Yeah. You're, to me, it's very different than, um, than the previous civil rights movement, but that is where we are. The, today's civil rights movement are among people who, if you don't let them take away your rights, you are hindering their rights. You would say that as a white person. Yeah, so let's yeah. get your votes in for the whitest right, pill of the week. Go vote. While you're voting, I'm going to tell everyone else about how they could join in on voting by going to joingml.com. Joingml.com or go to godhatesfeds.com. That's the merch store. There's also a link there. You can sign up for the Fed Haters Club. Come be a part. It's a fun place to be. We have lots of fun. You can make fun of me. You could praise Nate. I have some friends in here too, which is nice. A couple of them. Yeah. So uh, mm. that's joingml.com or godhatesfeds.com. Pick up some merch while you're signing up to be part of the live group. Um, go to natescrashcourse.com to learn about the stick market. Yeah. The, the market's market. And um, what's the vote count looking like? So far, did you have a different channel or you I put just, this under the dumb bleep? It's the just in the dumb bleep vote channel. So if mm -hmm. you're hanging out right now, get your votes in. You're still allowed to vote if you've paid at least your six dollar poll tax uh, to come in here. Uh, then then vote for your. Hey, pretty good by the way. If we're gonna in. vote on White Pill Wednesday and Dumb Bleep Friday, that you're getting like eight votes. It's very democratic. It's less than a dollar show. per vote. It's true. Yeah. So. It, call now while supplies last. <laughs> uh. All right. It, it looks like, I mean, we still have some more people that can get some votes in, but it, it looks like that uh, the the chart of the concealed carry laws, the carry laws, uh, where it switched to most of it being unrestricted or shall issue, mm -hmm. is winning the widest pill of the week right now. Agreed. Except for... Uh, you're getting some votes now, Charlie. Yeah, it looks like I'm number 11, Chuck the Goat Thompson. Yeah. Does it have to do with the fact that he's sick? Is that what it is? <laughs> got a thumbs down there. I wonder who that's from. <laughs> hmm. I got two of them now. All right. 
All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, like I said, do all of those things that I said to do. And if you do that, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. I wanted to be like, if you enjoyed today's episode, then hit subscribe, hit follow, tell your friends, tell your family. We have a long fight for liberty in this country, in Tennessee. This message of liberty will reach critical mass. And the people of America will be free at last.